Welcome to Corizant Technologies, home of the Digital Executive Podcast. Welcome to the Digital Executive. Today's guests are Brett and Taylor Sons. Brett and Taylor Sons grew up in a one red light working class town in upstate New York and are the co-founders of Life Goal Investments. After working a combined 25 years on Wall Street, creating investment portfolios for the richest families throughout the country, the brothers wondered who's looking out for the people they grew up with. Eventually, they became frustrated with Wall Street's exclusive focus on the ultra-rich and broke away to create Life Goal Investments to help the everyday American fulfill their American dream. Prior to starting Life Goal Investments, Taylor worked at several Wall Street firms including Leg Mason, Lord Abbott, and Franklin Templeton. Brett also carries Wall Street experience having worked for Leg Mason, BlackRock iShares, Schroeder's London, and Hartford Funds. Well, good afternoon, Brett and Taylor. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Brian. Really excited, Brian. Thanks for the time today. You bet. And this is exciting because I typically don't have two people on a podcast, but you have a unique story. You're both brothers. You both uh, started a, a, a company and we want to jump in and ask you some of these questions so we can share your story out with our global audience. So jumping right in here, Brett, let's start with you. Let's talk about, because this relates to life goal investments, but you've got quite the career in finance and investments as an executive. Now you're the brother and co-founder of Life Goal Investments. Maybe you could share with our audience the secret to your career growth and what inspires you and Taylor. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I'll, I'll just give a quick uh, bullet on here is our age. I listen to a lot of podcasts and I'm always curious as to the age of the person. So I figure I'll get that out there now. I'm the older brother. I'm 37 years old and Taylor's 33 years old. So um, back to the uh, back to the question, but I thought that might be helpful for people in their career pathing. So I think what has helped uh, myself in my career path has really kind of been the, the way that our parents uh, raised us. And that is just education, education, education. And it doesn't necessarily have to be a formal education, but it does have to be something that you can put out in front of somebody in order to secure an interview. And our mother is a, uh, or she just retired, but she was a college math professor. Our father, the son of a German immigrant, and they both always said, you know, go out and get educated. Nobody can ever take it away from you. So uh, that's what we did. And, and we did it in more of the formal, um, you know, way with just, you know, college education. And really kind of that stemmed from, from playing sports in college. That's kind of uh, how we ended up really picking the school was uh, we, we both played football. And I think between playing sports and always competing uh, in sports and then getting educated. It, it taught us to, uh, to work hard, but it also taught us that if we're willing to compete every day and then get educated and continue to uh, further that education in whatever the given arena is, it allows you to be, um, you know, uh, something that's very attractive to somebody who's hiring, whether that's on wall street, Silicon Valley, wherever it may be. So Taylor and I uh, have a combined 25 years on Wall Street. And when we got out of college, we both had uh, played football in college and we both had MBAs. And, you know, the the Wall Street firms and other firms are typically willing to line up and, and, and pick people like that off just because they know that they've competed for their entire college careers, both on the time front, or if you're playing sports and get educated, as well as you're competing uh, on the football field or the basketball court or tennis court or whatever it may be. And you're, you're essentially stress tested. So I think if we were to look back and I were to look back, I would say that we learned to compete at an, at an early age. We got educated like our parents told us to, again, remember, nobody can ever take education away from you. 
And then we just continued to do those two things. Just be curious, go out, continue to drive your education, get up every day, compete your, compete your butt off every single day. And if you continue to do that for a decade or so, you're going to look back and you're going to find that, man, you have really had success and uh, you're probably actually starting to enjoy the work and the preparation part of it as much as you are the victories. And uh, I think actually about the time you realize that is about the time both your wife or your significant other, as well as your friends and, and family are going to say, hey, you know, you might want to dial it back a little bit. You might become a workaholic here. But, um, but nonetheless, if you can go out and get educated and work your tail off and compete every day, you're going to find that you can really do whatever you want in life. That's, that's kind of been our experience. And that's, that's kind of been the way that we've uh, approached it. Awesome. Thank you for sharing, Brett. And I think that is important. You know, you you're always in a sense competing in life. And I think that's uh, your story is is a great analogy for those that are younger older, or older than you looking at um, doing something different or they're in the middle of, uh, you know, they're starting up their their new career. Right. So thank you for sharing. And Absolutely. so switch, switching gears here, Taylor, let's talk life goal investments. Why was it founded and how are you all adjusting to this pandemic? Yeah, thanks again for having us, Brian. So Life Goal Investments was actually founded on the backs of the pandemic. So prior to the pandemic, Life Goal didn't exist. And a couple things happened with the pandemic that caused the opportunity for us to start Life Goal Investments. And the first one was home affordability became a real issue. So as you think back to the pandemic, people in big cities started to move out, whether that was due to safety issues or due to the ability to work from home and that being a new thing. So as people fleed the big cities, it started to drive up home prices. And home prices in the United States went up on average over the past 12 months at 16%. So that's huge. That's almost a three-time multiple of the long-term average. So 16% increase in home prices on a year-over-year basis is what was being experienced. And exacerbating this problem is the fact that when people have their money in a savings account, which is where they may be putting it in order to afford that home down payment, yields were nearly 0% and continue to be nearly 0%. So that's a real issue and that's home affordability. And the second thing it caused, the pandemic that is, are people to take another look at their finances. And so what do I mean by that? People began to realize that their finances were what they need to control themselves. And so self-directed brokerage accounts, accounts open on places like Charles Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Robinhood, just to name a couple, began to become more and more popular. And there was a boom in opening of self-directed brokerage accounts in 2020. And the funny thing is, is as 2021 came around, came around and the pandemic started to fade a little bit, that trend didn't go away. The opening of these self-directed brokerage accounts continues to hit record paces. So two things are playing out now. Home prices and home affordability are a real issue. And people are opening up self-directed brokerage accounts to control their own finances. And so what was the need or the solution that needed to be created? A solution needed to be created that was going to help people afford home down payments as home prices run away from them and then do it in a way where people can buy it in a self-directed brokerage account and people that may not have the financial background understand the product and make it easy to use. So the catalyst for this entire company was one of the investments that we launched called the Life Goal 
home down payment investment ETF. And again, the intention of that product is to have someone be able to put money somewhere other than a savings account in an attempt to help grow and keep pace with home price inflation and do it all in a way where they can buy it in a self-directed brokerage account, which people are tending to do more and more. That's awesome. And I appreciate the story. You know, I've talked to hundreds of guests on the show and, and many of them, uh, whether they have an established business or they started a, a business during the pandemic, literally um, th- the story out of overcoming a challenge like the pandemic uh, is just amazing. And, and I would say that's a huge, I say, or common thread throughout the podcast and the guests on the show. So thank you for sharing that. That's so important. And Brett, switching again here, are you leveraging any new or emerging technologies within your business? Because we are a technology uh, publication, right? And, and maybe if you're not, maybe there's that cool tool or application that you found useful. Yeah, uh, Brian, absolutely. We are leveraging technology. And in our world, being the financial world, it's called fintech, right? Financial technology, fintech. So our entire business is built on the most cutting edge uh, fintech solution out there. And that is, or one of the most cutting edge fintech solutions out there. And that is the exchange traded fund, uh, commonly referred to as an ETF, ETF exchange traded fund. So we, I, we launched five different investments, right? Uh, back on September 9th through the New York Stock Exchange. And we made the calculated decision, Taylor and I, that is, that LifeGoal was going to bring all of its investments to market through an exchange-traded fund, which is the most modern version of, uh, of, of the investments that are, that are out there in the universe today that are primarily diversified. And uh, I guess to put a little, a little color on the exchange-traded fund, I know this is more of a technology-oriented show rather than a, a financial show, but what is an ETF is a great question. And I'm going to preface this, if you don't mind, by saying, we're in the financial world. Compliance is constantly uh, keeping an eye on us from an oversight perspective. So we're going to put our compliance hat on a little bit here during this conversation. But an exchange traded fund is kind of like the modern day version of a mutual fund. So some of the benefits or potential benefits of a mutual fund are that they're diversified, right? There's hundreds, potentially even thousands of holdings inside of them. Sometimes those holdings are a combination of stocks, sometimes bonds, sometimes commodities, sometimes all three. And what an ETF is, is it's the modern day version of a mutual fund. And ETF exchange traded fund brings potentially many benefits to the table that a mutual fund may not bring to the table. And uh, one of the biggest ones is potential tax efficiency. So ETFs tend to be more tax efficient than a mutual fund. And the primary reason for that is an ETF is looked at by uh, the tax world as one investment. And a mutual fund is looked at by the tax world of however many investments fall inside of that mutual fund, right? And we're talking about both of them are quite similar where they have hundreds, if not thousands of holdings in the underlying uh, investment portfolio. So along the potential benefits of both, both potentially being taxes, also ETFs tend to be lower cost than mutual funds. They tend to be free to trade for mutual funds. And as Taylor pointed out earlier, during the pandemic, a lot of people have embraced investing on their own rather than potentially going through a financial advisor. So if it's free to come and go anytime you want with no lockups, no minimums, it makes a lot of sense for us to bring an investment to the table, 
in the modern technology version of the financial world, which is the exchange traded fund. Uh, and then I would say that just kind of the last two comments are that if what really matters is the bottom line to an investor, and that is performance, if we can potentially make it a more tax efficient experience and likely be a lower cost experience, chances are is the end outcome, the end performance to the buyer is going to be the a better experience, right? Assuming those two things from a theoretical perspective are accurate. So if you think of a mutual fund, think of my grandfather who came over uh, through Ellis Island when he was 13 years old from Germany. If you think of an ETF, think of cutting edge, think of life goal investments. And then I would also just plug, if we have the opportunity here, um, definitely follow us on life goal investments on uh, Instagram. It'll, it's a good way to kind of keep up to speed on what's going on in the financial world from a technology perspective perspective. And then we'll also have, you know, other stuff that's investment related, but I would say, heck yeah, we embrace technology, right? We've got the most cutting edge investment out there in the exchange traded fund that we launched all five of our uh, investments through. Thank you for sharing Britt. Um, and I appreciate the, really the, the knowledge sharing that you have. Uh, you're obviously an expert in this area and, and our audience would certainly appreciate that. You know, a lot of our audience uh, is in, interested in investment in investing in ETFs. And as you know, Bitcoin's a big thing too today. And so this is just a very relevant, uh, relevant topic that we're talking about today. So thank you. And Taylor, last question here. Can you share something from your career experience, uh, yours or and or Brett's, that would be helpful for those looking to grow their career in either finance, fintech or entrepreneurship? Absolutely. So this actually goes back to my grade school and in a business class, one of the first I ever had, I think I was in eighth grade, the teacher assigned us to go out and speak with the three most successful people you know and see if you can draw a point of commonality amongst the three of them. And as I went around and spoke with the three most successful people in the town that we grew up in, which was a little town, the one thing that I drew out of every one of those conversations, and it was not prompted by me, was take risk. Risk is what drives at the end of the day, the ability to have outsized returns, outsized success. And so what they didn't necessarily tell me along with taking risks is what comes along that's a necessity to afford you the ability to take the risk. And I think there's really two things. One is a network. So this is something that everyone can control. And how do you build your network? You build your network through hard work and humility. So you work hard to get in front of as many people as you can and be humble along the way. And those people will then want to root for you and help you out when they get the opportunity to do so. And the second thing is money or capital. So big risks oftentimes take you away from whatever it was that was driving your income to begin with. So Brett and I worked on Wall, Street's, Wall Street and we made relatively good money. But when we decided to launch this company on the onset, we went from making good money to making zero and it costing money. So what we had done throughout our history is said at some point we want to break off on our own. And so what we're going to do is save money and invest it wisely to afford us the ability to do that when we find the opportunity and the thing that we can act on in order to take that risk. And that risk, to go back to our conversation earlier, and the opportunity to capitalize on risk was the pandemic and home affordability and people using self-directed brokerage accounts are what made us say, hey, here's the time, here's the need. We've built our network, we've squirreled away money, let's take this risk and take that jump. 
I love that story. And a, a lot of conversations I've had here is around risk, right? And, and finding that opportunity. So I appreciate uh, your share, your, your experience uh, in school. Uh, and I think those are the life lessons that we really take to heart. And, and again, when we experience ourselves, uh, it's that's that much more invaluable. So Brett Taylor, it was a pleasure having you on today. And I look forward to speaking with you real soon. Yeah, thank you so much, Brian, for having us. Uh, we appreciate the time. And just following up on Taylor's last comments there, I would say life goal investments, we can truly say that we were founded by the people. And, and to Taylor's comment about taking risk and, and, and building the network, we ran a, to those, you know, a couple of wealthy people that Taylor spoke with, as well as several others around our hometown and around our network. When it was time to launch life goal investments, we went and asked them for money. And you know what? They backed us and we were willing to take the risk. They appreciated that the hard work that we put in for the decades ahead, they were willing to uh, hook their wagon to that. And it's, uh, you know, that was truly an amazing thing. But your your podcast is a prime example of uh, people out there building businesses. And don't be afraid to take the risk and don't be afraid to ask people around you to help because they sure as heck will if, uh, you know, if you've, if you've built that, that pipeline of, of trust and, and hard work ahead of time. So um, definitely wanted to put that out there. Yeah, we've got 36 investors right now that are from our community and uh, kind of our, our, our network. So uh, totally have had people back us. So thank you so much, Brian. Uh, we appreciate your podcast and the effort that you've put together here. Yeah, Brian, for me, just thanks so much. We really appreciate you asking us to be on the show and the technology boom that's going around and your coverage has just been phenomenal. So keep up the great work. Thank you. Thanks, gentlemen. Bye for now. Bye.